everyone, and welcome to One Control Port Podcast, episode 183. Benjamin Yoder here today, talking to you about video games. I just got done playing some Alleyway for the Game Boy. <laughs> I think I mentioned it a couple, a week or two ago, that I, I went and picked up Alleyway for the Game Boy, and uh, I thought it was going to be something I could kind of finish up and put away in a couple minutes, um, or not a couple minutes, maybe a couple hours or something, but uh, that game is significantly harder than I realized. If you don't know what Alleyway is, basically it was one of the Game Boy uh, launch titles where you have a little like uh, paddle, and it's basically breakouts. So you have the paddle on the screen, the ball you, like reflects you know off that paddle, and then you go and break the blocks on the top of the screen. Um, and there's, I think, I believe there's, th- there's 32 levels in total. That includes bo- bonus stages in Alleyway. So I was like, okay, Okay, well, we'll give this a, a handful of shots, and maybe over the course of like an hour or two, I could I could uh, beat it. But I've probably put in about um, three hours or so now, and uh, the furthest I've ever gotten is is level twelve so far. So you know, barely a third of the way there. Um, so it's 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 bit it's pretty challenging. I'm not sure if I plan to actually beat it because uh, it is it is pretty strict on. You know, basically, there's no continues. You just have a, you have a set number of lives, and then I think it's every hundred thousand points, um, you get an additional life. Or maybe it's like maybe it's like fifty thousand, then a hundred thousand, or is it five hundred and a thousand? Some number of points you get extra lives, basically. So, so yeah, that's that's been kind of um, something I've been just kind of popping on, off and on, and and putting putting you know about thirty minutes to an hour into at a time. Um, seeing if I can make any progress. So again, I don't really, I don't really have a great expectation that I'll be able to beat Alleyway. I don't know if I need to beat Alleyway to say that I, you know, fully experienced it to some degree, right? Um, but one thing I do wish they did with the game was, um, it seems to the levels uh, appear in like a set order. So like, you know, the the initial level is just like a a, a you know straight bar of bricks at the top of the screen then i think like the second format is like there's there's bars but they're like separated from each other so you have one layer of bricks then another layer of bricks after that and so on and then later ones have unbreakable blocks in the field and things like that um and they they kind of list out these levels in or very similar levels like in a row so you have like one level that's that's you know the bricks are, are static and then the second level after that the bricks are moving and then like left to right and the level after that the bricks like slowly come down in a very like space invaders kind of style as they slowly approach the bottom of the screen um and i kind of wish that they they juggled those um those block layouts a bit more when you're pl- when you're playing the game because if you are in the beginning of the game repeating you know the first three or so levels maybe maybe the real answer is just get good but when you're repeating the first three or th- so levels it gets a little a little dull you know doing the same block layouts every time so i kind of wish they had either a mode where you could randomize it or or would randomize it by default. Um, the only real challenge with these kind of games, I think, is that typically, like a breakout style game, usually plays best with like a paddle controller, um, where you have like the little little wheel or whatever that you can kind of like turn left and right. Why is that called a paddle? Is it called a paddle controller? I don't know. But you know what? Where you have like little knob, like a little thing you can turn on there. Um, I guess it's called paddle controller because you're controlling a paddle, right? Um, but anyways, so so it, it'd be nice if there was like some option for that. But obviously being on the Game Boy using the D-pad, and then you can press the A and B button to kind of like affect the speed of which that paddle moves back and forth. Um, and the, little, the physics are a little funky. Sometimes a ball seems like it should bounce back up depending on how it hit your paddle like even if it's on like the sides but sometimes it'll like go bounce down into the uh into the abyss even though you touched it with your with your little paddle thing so uh 
I kind of wish they always forced the ball upward if you touched it, but yeah, but otherwise, you know, it's a fun little thing. Um, you know, Mario's technically in it. He he jumps in the paddle at the beginning, and then when you lose, he jumps out of the paddle and just like jumps to his death. I don't know what where he's going, where where he, <laughs> where he comes from and where he goes, but he's there. So, and then I'm playing it on the uh, Game Boy Advance um, player, and so it like does the default Game Boy Color, I think, palettes for it and so Mario is actually green so it looks more like you're playing the game as Luigi so so it's like oh there's Luigi he's jumping in so but on, on the box art it's very clearly Mario I haven't tried changing the palettes at all to see if any of them uh better fit Mario's control or color scheme but otherwise you know it's a it's a block breaking game the colors don't really matter you see Mario for less than like two seconds an entire playthrough so so yeah um, I also went ahead and, I don't know if you want to say I finished up Wii Ski and Snowboard. I, I did all the activities in Wii Ski and Snowboard. So basically all the little quests you can do on the map. Um, there are, there is like an achievement system in that game where you go and you get like thumbs up and things like that. And so you find, you know, random places throughout the environment where you can find NPCs that are hiding or special trick spots. Um, and from the research I did, it seems like those achievements don't really amount to anything other than, you know, checking off a list of items on a, on a, uh, I think it's like a screen that says collections. And then once you're done, it gives you like a complete stamp or whatever. And to me, like that that's not really like like some of them are, are are really silly things like you know inviting 30 people to come along with you that's not really a challenge so much as it is just like something you do and they randomly give you a check mark for so i kind of just had had one of those moments with whiskey and snowboard where i looked at it and said okay there seems to be no credits roll in this game and um basically the the only way you could actually kind of consider yourself finishing the game is if you do everything and then that complete stamp ends up on the top of the screen but you know it seemed like the stuff in the complete stamp wasn't really real content um or at least in my opinion the majority of them weren't real content also there were a lot of a kind of there's not really a lot of defining information of what those achievements are unless you go online and then there's a lot of speculation it seems like i had to read a bunch of like really long game facts uh threads to kind of figure out what you need to do in that game to get those achievements and and it seemed like there's a lot of conflicting information and the game doesn't do a good job of you know explaining that stuff and i just kind of had a moment where i was like you know i think b finishing all the activities on the on both mountains and getting the check marks for that is probably good enough like i'm not going to get anything else in this game um and, and it seems like there, it's not like the first game where you have like an actual end quest line or anything like that that, that actually rolls you into like a credit sequence it just kind of ends um so it's, 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 it's something I just kind of was like, okay, I think I'm done with this game. Um, I played it a good chunk of time and I checked it off as, as beaten on my, my backloggery. Uh, I did go ahead and do a quick play for, or quick review, or qu casual review, if I can get the words right, a casual review, um, of, of Whiskey and Snowboard. That's going to go up, uh, not this week, but the week afterwards. So, so you'll see that go up on the site and hopefully that gives you a more detailed explanation of the problems I have with that game. I'm I'm very curious to check out Go Vacation now because it seems like with Whiskey and Snowboard, the direction they are going with the game didn't really fit what Whiskey was, and I'm I'm curious to see if the direction they are going with is why they kind of abandoned the ski concept and went for more of a general like island. Uh, vacation concept you know not only just so they could do a more variety of mini games um, but also 
so they could give you more freedom in how you explore that island rather than just be like always having like that downward momentum, right? So uh, yeah, I, I probably will pick up Go Go Vacation sooner rather than later, and I'm probably going to get the Wii version and not the Switch version. I, I originally was going to get the Switch version because I was like, you know, it runs in HD graphics, that's, that's probably better. Um, but a lot of these, um, like switch re-releases of Wii games seem to alter the controls or make changes to the, the game based off the fact that, you know, the switch Joy-Cons don't have the same functionality as the Wii remote. Um, and so I, I think I'd rather see what that original game was, um, and not, and not check out the port that and the original game is, is, is cheaper as well. So, so I think I'll pick it up on the Wii itself unless there's like, you know, some significant price difference, but I'm pretty sure, um, uh, go vacation is more expensive on the switch than it is on the Wii. So of course it'd be nice to play it in HD, but you know, eh, I can always play it in an emulator if I wanted to, <laughs> but I'd rather have, you know, what play, play the game where the controls were what the, you know, with the controls of the game was originally designed for essentially. Actually, while I was working on that uh, casual review, I, I kind of hit a problem. Um, so if you remember, I think in August this year, I went ahead and picked up a DAS, which is like a similar to like a network storage or network access storage or whatever it's called, like a NAS. Uh, but instead, it's a direct access one. So you can like just plug into your PC via USB. And um, I've been having issues recently where my, my DAS wasn't responding. So I have like 12 terabytes of, of hard drive space on there. And, and I was having problems with that. And then recently when I was working on the, the whiskey and snowboard, um, review, the, my video editor kept freezing and I couldn't figure out why. Uh, and it apparently was because the, uh, files I had stored on the DAS were going offline. Um, and then I went and looked and apparently my DAS just is like powering off randomly. So I went ahead and submitted like a support request for that. And hopefully that can get resolved. If you don't know, a DAS is not particularly cheap. Um, you know, the, the, the hard drive inside, um, is just like a normal internal hard drive. So I was able to take that out and just stick it into like another external access because I only have one drive in my DAS at the moment. Uh, the plan is to have more. Um, but now that the actual DAS seems to not work anymore, uh, I, I need to try to get that replaced. Uh, it's like a $200 device without, you know, without the actual drive inside. So, um, I'm hoping that the, the manufacturer, I think it's like TerraMaster or something, um, is going to replace that or, or, or at least work with me on troubleshooting what the issue is, right? Um, because uh, it, it's a pretty big chunk of money for just a shell to put hard drives in, right? So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Thankfully my, my, I'm pretty good on space right now. So it's not really urgent that I, that I get it fixed or replaced at the moment, but you know, might as well go ahead and do it now. I was looking at maybe getting another 12 terabyte drive sometime early next year, um, just to kind of, uh, give myself the, uh, the space I need to kind of start moving things off the current drives I have as well. That once I get that second 12 terabyte drive though, I'll probably be you know, set for the rest of the year. I know you guys absolutely care about my footage storage situation, um, but, but yeah. Um, and I also, I went ahead and tried to put a little bit of time to Xenoblade Chronicles X this week. Like I had said last week, I was, I wanted to kind of put another like three hours in maybe. Um, but I think I've just burned out on it. I, I put it in, got to the title screen and looked at the screen and was like, you know, you know what? I think that's good. 57 hours total so i guess like i think i played like 15 to 16 hours last weekend or whatever thanksgiving weekend was um i think that's good enough <laughs> so so we put that on hold um and so i don't think i'll be revisiting xenoblade chronicles x um this year at least i think i think we'll be revisiting it next year 
So what does that mean in the, the short term? You know, Alleyway is kind of the only active game I'm playing at the moment. Um, I'm going to definitely go back to Indiana Jones. I want to go ahead and play through that, assuming the Nintendo 64 doesn't give me too much trouble. Um, I'm going to try connecting my 64 to a different power source and see if that maybe resolves some of the issues I have. I don't think it will, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and so that should be, I think I'm like a third of the way through the game. So I think that should be another, um, like, I'd say probably about eight to 10 hours or something like that. So, you know, over the next couple weekends, I can probably wrap that up. Um, and then after that, I don't really know. I know I was like wanting to play some PC 98 games or PCFX games at the end of this year. I'm not 100% sure what that will be yet. If it's PC 98, I just got to kind of mess with what I have and see what I can get to work. Um, because I don't know what I'm doing with my PC 98. So the only reason we were able to play Metal and Lace earlier this year is because I literally just put the floppy drive in and was like, okay um it runs <laughs> so so there's some other stuff like uh queen of duelist i think i i i put that disc in and it and i could not figure out how to boot that game at all so i have to do some research on on that but i might might put some time into some pc 98 stuff um and then i was also talking about maybe playing chosen heki zero agar um so i might go ahead and put some time into that uh in the near future now that should i believe chosen heki zero agar should be fairly short so so i don't think that will be like a big long commitment or anything like that so i think that's indiana jones and maybe some PC98 or PCFX stuff in the near future. Um, but I'm going to focus on Indiana first before I start thinking about what's next. So I, I, I make no guarantees about it being the PC98 or PCFX game. But but that seems like what I want to do at this at this moment. Um, in terms of news this week, I didn't really see all that much. Uh, mainly what caught my eye was VR stuff. Um, although one thing I was kind of hoping wouldn't be VR. And that's uh, the Laidback camp, laid camp VR game. Um, although you don't have to use a VR headset to play it, apparently. Um, but if you don't know, Laid Back Camp is like some anime about camping or something with girls. I tried to watch it and I got like an episode and a half in and was like, I'm good. I don't need this right now. Like maybe at some point in my life, there would, there, there would be a moment in time where Laid Back Camp works for me. But in the time that I tried to try to watch it, I was like, actually, you know what? I'm fine. I don't need this in my life at the moment. <laughs> but I would be kind of interested in seeing what that would look like in a video game form. I do really like the idea of like adapting anime to video games. Um, it's probably why I end up with so many anime games in my collection. Even if it's an anime, I have no idea what it's about or anything like that. Um, just like seeing what concepts end up transferring over from, from the show into a game and like how that kind of informs the game design and if that makes it differ from, you know, what decisions like a, a, like a game built from the ground up would make um, about, uh, you know, what their implementation of mechanics would look like. Um, and so I thought the idea of like a camping game and as, as like a full game would be kind of interesting. But unfortunately, it looks like, you know, in, maybe in line with a lot of VR stuff, it kind of looks like just like a character interaction simulator in some way. If you have you ever seen like um uh Summer Lesson for PlayStation VR, it kinda reminds me of that. You just kinda are like standing on this beach, there's like this girl with blue hair there, and I think you're the girl with pink hair, maybe, and you guys like take a selfie together and then and then you're just kinda like standing around looking at the environment around you. I I don't I do think there's value in a game like that for sure. And who knows, maybe it's like some really expansive thing. I'm gonna guess probably not. I think it's probably gonna be pretty pretty short overall i think they're even selling it in like two packages and those packages are based off the location so i'm gonna guess you're gonna stand in like that one spot at that location and just kind of interact with this character with some activities based around that location i could be wrong that's just total speculation on my part of what that will be but just like looking at what the game's uh trailer showed it was just kind of like ah eh, you know this could definitely be more um and 
you know, I, I definitely would like to put, try to play a game like Summer Lesson at some point, but it's just not like a high priority. And, um, and I, I think I just wanted something else from that. So I'll keep an eye on it, see if anything else shows up that's, that's interesting surrounding it. But my guess is that it's just going to be kind of like this little VR experience that you can also play without a VR headset. And, uh, and where you just kind of, the, the gimmick will be the interaction with the characters rather than, rather than any like real, um, significant, you know, game mechanic or anything like that. Um, one game that I am really impressed by in VR is Medal of Honor, uh, Above and Beyond. This is a game I think I talked about whenever they showed it off at, maybe it was like EA's kind of like mid-year E3 replacement kind of press conference. Um, but they showed it the single player. And, and when I saw that original trailer, it looked very like on-rail shootery in a way that I was kind of like, okay, this is cool, but, um, but maybe it'll be a little limited. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of sequences of that game where you're like riding on the back of a car or, you know, piloting and, and manning a gun turret or something like that um, where you're, you're not moving. But it does seem like you do have the ability to kind of move around the environment in a very, you know, traditional first-person shooter kind of way. And it looks very much like a, I guess you could say, advanced version of a um, Wii shooter kind of thing so there's a lot of things like with you know aiming down iron sights you know like having the you know free aim to kind of point around the screen uh there's also things where you're like you know interacting with the environment you go you set bombs and then you have to like take out your lighter and light the fuse and things like that by you know putting your hand down there things like that so they're really asking and they're really leaning into the motion control aspect of it and and asking you to directly interact with certain environments rather than just you know press the a button to set the bomb kind of thing and and i i'm somebody who appreciates that i think from like a shooter perspective it's probably not going to be super loved um although i i did look at ign's preview of the single player campaign uh that ryan mccaffrey did actually i used to listen to his podcast uh i forget what that podcast it was their xbox podcast i used to listen to that podcast off and on um um but anyway so ryan um is he gonna have pretty positive uh positive opinions about about the uh the game itself though i will say like i don't really read previews anymore or watch previews anymore it's pretty rare that i do um, but when I used to do so frequently, it seemed like most previews were kind of overly positive in a way that I've never been a huge fan of. That's not to say, you know, I think it makes sense to not be as critical as as like a a, a full game review kind of thing. But I do feel like a lot of times um, you, you do need to kind of call it like like you see in a preview and be like, hey, you know, this bit of the game is pretty rough. And yeah, they're promising they're going to clean it up. But I think it's still good to note that but i uh, yeah I, I don't know i definitely think there's a balance there but like not being too critical especially in the case where it's like a game may you know just be rough because the fact that it's still in development kind of thing versus like an actual actual design choice that's making it rough kind of thing so i don't know the the the, the art of the preview is has always been a delicate one in my opinion and i feel like most most outlets play it very conservatively and are are, are maybe a little too positive in their previews is really what i'm trying to sum up and say so anyways the, the reason i look back at this is that there was a multiplayer trailer that came out recently and um and i i at the time i did not know the single player was was did have the ability to like move around so i was like oh they actually added free movement to this game so you can kind of run around and shoot each other the multiplayer trailer is very very scripted so it's not like anything that it's like looks like what the real experience will be right it's just a lot of these very um you know specifically set up set pieces that they kind of show you rather than like raw gameplay um but i still think it's a very impressive looking game and as somebody who really likes you know the wii shooter kind of space um i'm definitely interested um the, the biggest thing is i don't have a vr headset still and i'm not really sure 
when I'll get around to getting a VR headset. It was something that I was, I was, I was originally looking to get the Samsung Odyssey, I believe, about a year or two ago. Um, and I kind of moved away from that, uh, mainly because my PC is not, it's definitely capable of doing VR, but it's not quite where I think it would need to be to, to actually play it effectively. And also, and this is a problem I have with playing any games on PC is it's just hard to capture. And, and, you know, I'm basically doing mostly video content at this point. So it's pretty rare for me to have a a situation where I want to cover a game, but can't capture it. Uh, the Wizard of Oz Beyond the Olympic Road being a, a, a exception. And then I had to kind of jump through some hoops to make that work and get a video review up and running uh, kind of thing. So I, I do think that it will probably be still another couple of years till I get into VR at some point. Um, I do think it is a space that is interesting to me as somebody who's a big fan of motion controls uh, on the Wii and things like that. And I also like very experimental game design. So I'm definitely up for trying out like weird games that that do a lot to like kind of immerse the player into the game. It's part of part of why I went ahead and picked up uh, Cinderella Reflections because I was kind of hoping that game would would do more to kind of branch the gap between like the player and the game through the physical motions you're making uh, to cut the massage, the ladies in that game or whatever. Um, But, but yeah, it's just a, it's an expensive investment and it's difficult to capture without having a, a complete, you know, without really accounting for that ahead of time. I I think I could be wrong. I I have not really looked into PC streaming that much or PC capturing much, but I think a lot of people have like two PCs hooked up at once these days. Again, I could be wrong um, if they're if they're doing some more intensive, like you know, capturing game at ultra settings or something like that. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't really done a lot of research into it lately. It's just not really super important to me. And most of the time, if we're playing a PC game, um, and I am like interested enough in 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 showing you what it looks like, it's like a Dojin game, which you know barely barely hits the resources on my PC, although my PC is not great. So it still has problems even when, when, uh, running some of those games from time to time. So I think first and foremost, what I'll invest my money into is just the upgrade to 4k. Um, but that's a, that's going to be a nightmare from a lot of angles. Uh, not only cause I need to have a PC capable of capturing 4k. Um, I also need to upgrade all the components of my capture setup to be able to capture 4k and need to get an, I don't need to, but I would want to get an open source scan converter to up, up res, uh, or upscale games up to 4K that are older, like 240p and 480p games and things like that. So there, there'd be a, there's a lot I think that I would rather invest money into, um, in capture setups than I would before getting a VR headset. But a VR headset's obviously significantly cheaper on its own. The big thing is, you know, actually getting a PC that can run a game like Medal of Honor above and beyond decently. But I guess getting back to Medal of Honor above and beyond, I think what's most impressive to me about that game is it does feel like a a game that has like the production value of a Wii game. Like it's not going to be super polished and great, but it feels from what they've shown like a full scale first person shooter um, from from, you know, at least in that that what they showed. So so, you know, maybe we'll maybe when it comes out, it's like, oh, the campaign's excessively short and the multiplayer is excessively limited. But but I, I think the impression I'm getting from from at least the materials they're putting out is that it looks like it's going to be at least, you know, a decently long campaign as much as like a, sh- a first person shooter would have. Right. And then and then it's probably going to try to lean into the, the gimmicks of its multiplayer um, VR shooting aspects. And, and it just looks polished overall. I think the big thing is polish. A, a lot of VR games look very janky 
um, unless they are going for like, you know, a very specific idea or aesthetic. So having something that's more of like the cinematic first person adventure that has, has more of a, a triple level, triple a level production value around it, uh, come together and look clean, I think is, um, is maybe is it's important for a game like that to exist right now, I think. So again, I don't think it's going to blow anybody's, you know, socks off or anything in terms of content, but as somebody who like we, we shooters, I'm interested. Anyways, I feel like I talked in circles a bunch there, but oh well. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it for this week in terms of, of new content, I guess. Uh, really, or in terms of you know news and, and me playing stuff. Um, I've been doing a lot of work on, on upcoming content. Um, the Valkyrie Revolution script um, came together really nicely. I, I am in the kind of the finalizing stage of the script, so I think... I think we finally have a, a script we can move forward with making a Valkyrie Revolution video. I need to check to see. I don't know if I have enough footage for Valkyrie Revolution video, so I might have to play more Valkyrie Revolution just to get some more gameplay. But I'll I'll, I'll look at and see what I have, and 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 see if maybe I want to spend another like you know ten hours in that game or 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 something just to get some more gameplay. Um, the Billy Hatcher script is also uh, coming along pretty well. I think it's not at the point where I can just go straight into editing at this point, but um, I, I am basically, you know, giving it a few readovers, just making some adjustments to how I word things. I, I definitely, it's one of those things that it's like, I, I am, I'm happy I'm working on that video, but because I'm so negative in it, it, it's definitely kind of a bummer to work on to some degree. Um, but I think it's important to, um, to you know, not only just review games I like, but also, also, you know, talk about games that I, I think are, aren't, aren't amazing. Um, um, you know, it, it yeah, it, it, again, I wish I liked Billy Hatcher and I wish, I wish I liked Whiskey and Snowboard and, and I feel like there's just been a bunch of games recently where I'm like, I wish I liked this game more. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's just a little bit of a downer, but you know, I, I, I'm happy that I'm enjoying Industrial Spy Operation Espionage, which I, which I am still streaming every week at 7 p.m. Um, I feel like with Operation Espionage, I complain on stream, but it feels more like I am apologizing for the game than I am complaining about the game because I'm really enjoying the game and really enjoying that experience. Uh, but I think, I think it's probably in my mind, it's not the greatest stream game, but the people in the chat, uh, you know, seem to seem to be enjoying it. So we'll, we'll keep moving on it as long as, as long as nobody's, <laughs> nobody's like, Hey, maybe move on from this game. Um, although I think it's going to be longer than I expected. I typically have a stream roll of, uh, no more than like 20 hours, uh, for a game. And, and based off our progress, I'm thinking we're going to have at least um, 14 or 15 streams of this game. So it's going to be longer. So I think we're going to take a break mid-game and go play something else for a bit. Um, probably around the 6th or 7th stream of Operation es Espionage or Industrial Spy. Um, and then and then we'll come back to Industrial Spy after that. I think that's probably going to be what I want to do um, in, in this case. And maybe that's a format we have in the future whenever we do longer games is, you know just just do about 20 hours of the game and then take a break or or whatever makes the most sense for you know breaking up the game into into sections um i don't know what that game to fill in between will be yet if it'll be something that's like just like a stream or two or something a bit longer um you know i think as long as it's something i can finish within like you know three to four weeks i, I think i think i'd be pretty happy with that and then we can go back to operation or industrial spy operation espionage um i did go ahead and buy the guidebook. Uh, I think Oscar mentioned on stream that it was pretty cheap. So I went ahead and looked it up and it was. So I think I'm going to pick it up, see if there's any like unique art in there. I like the look 
of the uh, the art for Operation Espionage. And there's actually a decent amount of art on the disc itself and also um, in the manual. Well, actually, the manual only has a limited set of art, but but the art that's there is pretty good. So I'm hoping that the um, the the guidebook has more more art on in it because there there is a lot of um, little frames you can see of like different concept arts that they have put out um, either on. Um, in the manual you can you can see some little pictures that are definitely just like concept art drawings of how they expected the game to work rather than actual gameplay um and then also i i went and looked at um some old previews for for ign i believe and and found some older stuff that looked uh slightly different not again not not really anything that i think is worth like elevating at least in the like in in the the, the postage note styles uh you know concept art i don't really think that is really worth sharing at this point but if there's if there's more like full page artwork and the um in the strategy guide that'd be that'd be fairly nice um there's also a poster in japan that i'm like oh man what if i got the poster <laughs> i was looking at yahoo auction japan just seeing what kind of stuff related to the game was online i was like i, I want that poster uh but we'll see i i don't want to import anything else from yahoo auction japan right now i imported a lot of stuff recently i don't need to import more at the moment <laughs> so so yeah so we're, we're working on on that at the moment so every thursday if you want to join us for that we're, we're we're still playing that getting about a mission done every week i might also need to find like something to fill in in case there's like you know 20 to 30 minutes at the end of the stream where we can't start another mission because uh yeah those missions are very long and so if we get to the point where we're, we're finishing a little early but but not early enough we can we can start diving in the next mission it's like maybe we should just play something else so i'll look i'll look into options for that um as for what's coming up this week i have the dragon marked for death quick play going up on wednesday and then like i mentioned earlier the week after that i have uh the whiskey and snowboard uh casual review going up um, and I'm also working on the 2020 year in review post or, or rather I haven't really started working on it yet, but I, I, it is in my mind. I'm thinking about the fact that I need to work on it. <laughs> so, um, I may make, make that kind of bleed over into YouTube a bit and maybe make that more of like, a, you know, I had that opinion piece I did for PlayStation 5 slash Xbox Series X slash Xbox Series X if I can talk. Um, so maybe I'll follow something more in the format of that. Me at my kotatsu behind me <laughs> or something maybe we'll try that again and see how that goes um so so i i might like look into the format of that but i do need to figure out what the actual content will be first because i don't know for sure i feel like this year was very hectic for me in a very un unexciting way in terms of game content and coverage so so i'm not sure how much i will really have to share to be honest but i'll look into it see what makes the most sense and if for some reason i'm like hey 2020 year in review post doesn't really make a lot of sense then then uh i won't i won't include it that's it for this week thanks for coming onecontrolport.com is the website um and yeah i guess that's it uh yeah bye